Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. And that's a winner. Yes, you can make it back to back winning days on the podcast. And my, oh my, did I have to work for him on Tuesday. I am drenched after those games. So let's recap the card for you. We played Kansas in the big game, minus the one over Duke, and neither team shot well from beyond the arc. That was a little disappointing. But when it was all said and done, rock chalk Jayhawk, Kansas gets the win for me, and we cash the ticket. Then in the Gavit games, we played Georgetown, plus the one against Northwestern, and yeah, I may need new glasses. It could have been heart overhead here because the Hoyas did not look good in the second half. I lose the wager, and Georgetown joins the Denver Pioneers on my 30-day list that I can't bet on. Sorry, Georgetown fans. I'm not touching you for a little bit. Okay, next up, we played St. Louis. Minus the three against Memphis. We had a 15-point lead with four minutes to go. So for the first 36 minutes of basketball, I had upgraded St. Louis from the round to 32 into the Sweet 16, if not the Elite Eight. That's how much I like that club. But in the final four minutes, the wheels of the bus came off. It was crazy. Memphis got within two. I was frustrated. I was screaming. They didn't know how to break a press. It was it was unbelievable. But when it was all said and done, you had to stay calm. St. Louis got the cover. We got the win. I'm all happy. I still got them in the Sweet 16, no longer in the Elite Eight, though. Okay, next up, South Alabama. It's the little school hosting the big school. While I was watching Kansas and Duke, I flipped back. And what do you know? We got within 10 and we got the cover. We cashed the ticket there. Then on Twitter, second consecutive day, we go three and one on the picks, but we lose on Twitter. Yes, I influenced you on Georgetown. I apologize for that. I won't do that again for 30 days. So now before we get to the card for Wednesday, little housekeeping here. First of all, happy birthday to my wife. Yes, one of the great highlights last year is she ended up getting more happy birthday wishes after I announced it on the podcast than I get for my own birthday. So yes, happy birthday, wife. Love you. And uh, yeah, I make fun of you all the time, but yes, it's your birthday. Enjoy the day. You'll probably never listen to this podcast, but I still have to say it because I'm married to you. And then I feel bad for her because she did not get the Taylor Swift tickets. So my daughter has been on TikTok for about 12 hours now trying to work connections to get seats. Yeah, it's not a good time in the house, but we move on to the card for Wednesday and we got a big game deleted off again. It is Gonzaga plus the one and a half at Texas. So the Michigan State win helped move this play onto the card for me. That aircraft carrier game had a different variable, of course. It was outside. It had some wind. But it did validate to me that Gonzaga has been battle-tested compared to Texas playing the likes of UTEP and then beating Houston Christian by 51 points. The Zags won this game by 12 last year, so the Longhorns do have the extra motivation for revenge, and they also have the home floor, of course. Had the Zags crushed Michigan State, I would have played Texas. But Gonzaga had 18 turnovers. They shot only 22% from three-point land. I think the Zags will be much better tonight. Plus, they've proven to me that they are ready for a slower, physical type of game. That's what I expect tonight anyway. So I'm going to back the Zags, plus the one and a half at Texas. Next up, it's the Gavit games. We're going to play Seton Hall, minus the one over Iowa. So both teams enter at 2-0. It's the first marquee matchup for either team. Like many Fran McCaffrey teams, Iowa can shoot lights out. There's no doubt about that. Now, whether they play defense or not, that's a different subject matter. They average over 100 points per game, and they've attempted 56 three-pointers so far this season. 
Seton Hall is good on defense. Iowa's good on offense. This game will likely have a couple crazy 14-2 type runs, so don't get too high or too low. A lot of things will change during the course of the game. Shaheen Holloway has a deep roster at Seton Hall in his first season. They're projected mid-pack in the Big East, and they have excellent quickness. The problem, ball security potentially. They've had way too many turnovers to start the year. Out of the four key non-conference games for Seton Hall, this is the lone game at home. That means it means just a little bit more. I think they find a way to get this one. I'm going to take the Big East over the Big Ten yet again. I'm on Seton Hall, minus the one over Iowa. Next up, it's VCU, minus the two over Arizona State. So not thrilled to see Arizona State coming off a one-point loss to Texas Southern. That might work against us a little bit in this one. The Sun Devils also struggled in their opener against Tarleton, and they haven't looked the best so far this season. Meanwhile, VCU is 2-0 with a couple easy double-digit wins. VCU is projected third in the Atlantic 10 this year. Arizona State, seventh in the Pac-12. This game is in Brooklyn on a neutral floor. Both teams are worth monitoring for potential injuries. Could have some rolled ankles to worry about here. I've always been a big Bobby Hurley fan back to the Duke days, but VCU has the talent advantage. I'm on the Rams, minus the two over the Sun Devils. Then the final game on the card, well, you know, in the non-conference, I always try to find one of these games. You know where I'm going. It's Northern Kentucky, plus the six and a half against Cincinnati. So I'm betting into the American Conference Player of the Week. David D. for Cincinnati averaged over 21 points in the three wins last week. All three wins were by double digits. Since he will be much better than their 18 and 15 record a season ago. Meanwhile, Northern Kentucky, well, This will be their toughest opponent so far this year. The Norse are one and one on the season. They had an ugly 22-point loss to Kent State, where they shot just five of 27 from behind the arc. Sounds like they could be Duke or Gonzaga, or excuse me, Duke or Kansas, based on those numbers. Meanwhile, Northern Kentucky is projected to finish at or near the top of the Horizon League this year. This is their biggest home game since West Virginia came to town in 2014. So cue the music. I'm taking the little school at home against the big school. I'm on Northern Kentucky plus the six and a half over Cincinnati. So let's recap your card for a Wednesday. I'm on the Zags of Gonzaga plus the one and a half at Texas. I'm on Seton Hall minus the one over Iowa. I'm on VCU minus the two over Arizona State. And I'm on Northern Kentucky plus the six and a half over Cincinnati. So that's your card for a Wednesday. As always, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun. And let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone.